0: In an Episcopal school cafeteria, an Episcopal nun put a note in front of a pile of apples. Only take one, God is watching. And further down the line, there was a pile of chocolate chip cookies. And an enterprising young boy also put a note. His note put, take as many cookies as you want, God's watching the apples. (laughs) It would be very easy for you and I, when listening to this passage from John chapter 11, to stay focused on the obvious apples and to miss the hidden cookies. The obvious apples of this passage are Lazarus and everything about Lazarus. This friend of Jesus who is ill. Why is Jesus delaying? Why won't he go there? Some of you are anticipating the dramatic encounter. Between Jesus and Lazarus's wrapped body at the tomb, which happens immediately following this passage. But it would be easy for us to be focused on those apples and jump the gun and think about what's coming ahead and not focus on what is actually happening in this passage. There are some hidden cookies in John chapter 11. But I will admit to you, they are not the sweetest cookies that you could find in the New Testament. In John chapter 11, verse 7, Jesus says to the disciples, let us go to Judea again. And I don't know if you caught this, but the disciples are not particularly happy about this. They're hoping for a better destination. Maybe Las Vegas or Miami. They tell Jesus in verse 8, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you. And you're going to go there again? In other words, Jesus, duh. These people want to slit your throat. You want to go back? Really? For once, can't we go someplace nice? Paris? And then they have a little chat about Lazarus and how Lazarus actually isn't sleeping, but that he's dead. And Jesus somehow alludes in his mysterious Jesus way that... When they get there, something unexpected will happen. When they finally do show up to Bethany, which is the hometown of Lazarus and Lazarus' two sisters. And in verse 15, talking about Lazarus's death, Jesus says, For your sake, I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. Let us go to him. Now watch, this is where we find the hidden cookies... Here in verse 16. Thomas, who was called the twin, what does it mean if he was called the twin? Probably twin. He's probably a twin. Smart group. Yeah. Smart group. I, I always remember that, yeah. Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. Die with him? They were going back to a place where Jesus' life had been threatened. The disciples knew that perhaps by going with him back to Bethany, they wouldn't make it. They would die. And yet, what does Thomas say? He says, let's go for it. We are with you, Jesus. Even if going to Bethany costs us our lives, that's one courageous cookie. But here's the question. Are you willing to eat that courageous cookie yourself? Are you willing to go to Bethany, whatever Bethany might be in your life? Now, for us as North American Christians, it's unlikely that we will be asked to sacrifice our lives to follow Jesus. Though that happens all the time in the rest of the world. But will you go to Bethany, where something inside of you might have to die? You might have to let something go. When you get there, perhaps Jesus is going to that meeting, to that worship service, to that estranged family member of yours, that clinic where you have to come to terms with your health, that soup kitchen, that counselor, whoever or whatever Bethany might represent for you. Will you go there? You know to go with Jesus to that place. What Bethany represents for you may be to invite something to die inside of you. Your pride. Your destructive habit. Your selfishness. Your denial. Your image of having it all together. Whatever or whoever it is that Bethany represents for you. And I trust the Holy Spirit will tell you. Will you go there with Jesus and let it die? Will you let it go? Whoever or whatever it is that Bethany represents for you, will you go there with Jesus and let that something die inside of you? Let that something go. Then you might say, well, why would I want to go to Bethany? I'm sure the disciples asked themselves that same question. Why go to a place where one might die? And again, as North American Christians, we probably don't have to worry about this, though one never knows, in terms of our physical death. But why would we go to a place where a part of you might have to die? Something in you you might have to let go. Why would you do that? Why would Jesus ask you to do that? Shouldn't Jesus' cookies taste sweeter? Wouldn't it be easier to focus on the obvious apples? The world's math says that death is the end of the road. Whether it's physical death or the death of something in our lives. But God's math says that death, whatever variety it comes in, can be, underline can be with a red pen, can be, with God's loving power, the beginning of restored life, new life, a new day. So why go to Bethany, whatever that Bethany is for you, and I trust the Spirit will tell you, why go there? Because there Jesus will help you to let that thing die inside of you, will help you to let that thing go, which has been holding you back for being the person God created you to be, has been holding you back from the abundant life which God has promised to all his people. Amen.